Welcome to Champions Battlefield. I'm your host, Trevor Carroll. With us in studio is my broadcast partner, John Akoshani. We have our current BFL amateur, featherweight, and lightweight champion, Paul Cowie. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Two division champ, Paul. Last event, not last event, the one before that, BFL 52, your mouthpiece flew out of the cage <laughs> into the stands. What happened? Well, I mean, um, it was a hard fight, you know. Gio Platon was throwing bombs. So one of the very first big punches he landed on me just completely destroyed my nose. Oh, like, man. Just splattered across the side of my face like a Jackson Pollock painting, you know. <laughs> so I was dealing with that. I was, you know, breathing through my mouth. Gio was still whipping heat seekers at me. But uh, in the second round, I had started to really turn it up, put a lot of pressure on him. I had him against the cage. I was feeding him shots. I kind of... We broke apart for a second. He just hit me out of nowhere. I think it was a right hook or something and just blasted me right in the jaw. And my mouthpiece just flew right <laughs> out of the cage yeah. onto the ground, like right over by the commission and everything. And I, I was kind of rattled because I felt like I was starting to put on the pressure and turn it up. And then, of yeah. course, they have to stop it. And they got to find the mouthpiece on the ground and they got to put it. it back in. They got to give it to me. So I felt like it gave him a bit of a bit of a time to rest but it uh, was a it was a big punch so you man. think it was a disadvantage for you for the mouthpiece to go out like yeah that, huh? i felt like it kind of got in the way of my rhythm a little bit there yeah speaking of that your mom is usually in the crowds and like he, she's known <laughs> to be your biggest fan it, it must have not felt that good having your son's mouthpiece fly right. out yeah i was uh, i was talking to her earlier after the fight that was definitely not her favorite performance of mine to watch she's always out she's a huge fan of the fights right so she's always out supporting me and screaming her head off and commenting yeah. on all battlefield stuff but she was uh, not liking that has one she always much. been has she always been at all your fights since the beginning oh yeah she's she's one of the reasons i even really got into fighting like she watched the ultimate fighter back in the day when i was like 13 and she was like this is really cool and i was on the wrestling team in high school so she just uh, came to me one day after school and was like, oh, I found a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym <laughs> at Hyde Creek. You know, I know you're into wrestling. You like the ultimate fighter. You might like that. And it uh, it turned out to be West Coast BJJ, Don that's Whitefield awesome. yeah, back yeah. in the day, right? And that's kind of where I got my whole start was my mom approaching me about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's crazy, at the man. Local community <laughs> it doesn't center. usually happen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah. She's a huge fan. It's one of the things we uh, we can kind of bond over, me and my mom. We're always catching all the events and... She's yeah. always talking about it. She's always at Battlefield to support me. And That's so awesome, man. Yeah, you it's, started it's as a jiu-jitsu guy, but now your style has kind of evolved a little bit. So you're, you you got a really exciting style, I think, that the fans really like love to watch, I think. Uh, just describe your style, how it's uh, how it's evolved over the years. Um, yeah, I started as a jiu-jitsu guy. I've been doing jiu-jitsu for like 10 years. But uh, really when they opened CQMA and I hooked up with Blake Lorette is when I started really learning how to strike and I just fell in love with it. You know, we got a bunch of guys out there me and Tay and Vince, Ryan, Christopher, we're all just sparring, throwing bombs at each other. And I just kind of fell in love with it. It's just a lot more exciting. I think than shooting to the ground and trying to grapple someone to the ground. There's just something really visceral about standing there in the pocket and throwing bombs at someone. It's just, uh, is there, there anybody, yeah. Is but, there anybody that uh, you wouldn't, like stand and trade with or any circumstances or any situation that you don't think? Um, I mean, the thing is if I'm standing and trading with someone and getting the tar beat out of me, I'll probably try to find a way to bring it to the ground pretty quick, you know, but there's nobody that, I mean, the fight starts standing, right. And I'll 
I'm always going to go out there and feel out and see what's going on and start throwing punches. And there's no one that I can think of below like 170 that I'm really intimidated by the prospect of standing there and swinging punches at. So if I'm losing, I'll try to shoot to the ground, take it down. But I mean, I'm going to every single fight, I'm going to go out there. And the first thing I'm going to do is figure out whether or not I can get away with standing and trading. Right? Speaking of fights and, and fighters and styles, you have a fight coming up against Josh. And, you know, he's known to stand and bang as well. Is there a mutual respect because of uh, your styles? Oh, absolutely. You know, like, he, he's a tough guy. I love uh, any any fight of his I can catch. I do catch. I love watching it. And it, I got a lot of respect for him, not just because of how exciting his style is, but because of his kind of ethic and philosophy as a fighter. You know, he takes fights against the toughest guys he can find. Mm -hmm. He's going down, taking the best fights. And that's kind of what you have to do to evolve, you know, put in that work and fight everybody and see everything. Exactly. He he fought your teammate, Taylor Christopher, and that was a hell of a fight. Yeah. I mean, if 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 your fight against Gio isn't the best, one of the best fights that fight was, right? I, I, we're wondering if if that fight, you, you trained with Taylor, obviously, to, to prepare oh, yeah. him for Josh, right? Do you think that gives you an edge? I mean, I... It, that fight was a little while ago. I think it gives me a bit of an edge because, you know, we know now that Josh is a super tough guy. He can take a hit. He can give a hit. But as I, when it comes down to game planning, you know, it was a while ago. He's obviously evolved. And it's it's nothing we don't know now, really. But, I mean, it, I guess it gives me a bit of an advantage knowing that if, if, I, if I hit him with a good shot and he doesn't go down, not to panic because that's mm -hmm. kind of what we're expecting after that, <laughs> that Christopher <laughs> Warrior, you know, they had. Speaking of Taylor Christopher, we were sitting around uh, Trevor and Jay and, and us just talking fights and, and Jay said, you know, what would be a dream matchup? <laughs> It would right. be Paul against Taylor. Right. And we, you know, how did, how did the sparring sessions go? The sparring sessions, man. <laughs> if you guys think that the Geo fight and me was one of the best fights or Taylor and Josh was one of the best fights, you guys should come down to CQMA on Friday evenings and watch me and take Christopher <laughs> spar, you know, because uh, we, we're, we're both kind of similar sized guys. We're both having a lot of success. We're, we're brothers, you know, we love each other, but being the two guys in the same weight class and both going up the same, there's obviously a bit of that rivalry there. Not like, a, you know, we want only the best for each other, but we're always kind of pushing each other and trying to step up and prove that we're, you know, maybe have the edge here, the edge there. So we're always pushing really hard and sparring. And it's kind of like a shoot box back in the day, you know, yeah. like uh, Tay and I, you see us sparring. It's kind of like one of those um, old Looney Tunes cartoons where someone hits someone, a big dust cloud comes <laughs> and they're just moving around the gym, you know, just frying pans coming out there. We're smacking each other and the end of the sash we're just laying on the ground kind of like oh god damn. tired and like done. yeah like it's they're legendary man <laughs> i want to talk to you about another one of your teammates curtis harriet he is his record doesn't show how good he is you know this guy came out and he's probably one of the most underrated fighters in bfl at the moment at least the, you know the guys who know the history is a little bit different what's the story there what can you tell us about what's going through his mind right now after his last fight um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's necessarily underrated. I agree with you that his record doesn't reflect his talent right now. He's had a bit of a rough slide lately, mm -hmm. but I think any, any of the pros or amateurs who have trained with him, we all know that he's one of the most talented guys in the company really. And I haven't had too much of a chance to talk with him about what's going on 
After with his head or anything afterwards, yeah. his last fight. But he's uh, pretty mentally tough. He seems to take these kind of things in stride. So, uh, yeah, I don't really have too much to say on the subject until I can actually talk to him. You know, I don't want to be playing armchair psychologist or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's had a couple tough moments where I feel like really the last fight he was dominating and he just made a yeah. mistake, got caught, you know, left his leg dangling and Perron took it. Um, the Zach Khan fight, he was killing him, maybe even like a 10-8 first round, and then something just happened there and didn't go his way. It's not, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just been a tough break. Fair enough, fair enough. Tell us a little bit about Paul outside the cage. Who do you live with? What do you do on a day-to-day basis? Your life isn't all fighting, right? <laughs> no, it's not all fighting. I'm, uh, I live in Northside Poco, Porcoquillum, for anyone who doesn't know. And... There's not too much going on. I work, I'm actually kind of blessed to work in a restaurant. I really like food and cooking and working with that stuff. So I work at a restaurant called Orange Kitchen and Bar. It's a great place to work. It's got great food. Everybody nice. everybody loves it. Nice it's like plug. a family, right? <laughs> Prom- promise them I throw one in there. It's uh, Yeah, no, it's good. I wake up, I go for a run, pet my dog, go to work, work, and then come home and drive over to the gym and train pretty much every day. There's not too much going on there. You know. Awesome, man. I want to thank you for joining us here. It's been awesome having you to getting and getting to know you a little bit. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been great. <laughs>